Well, and, and, and looking at Craig's routing this year, not a lot of holes in his program. And barring a big first turn crash or a, a DNF, I don't know what these guys can do to stop him. Yeah, I mean, even even a big first turn crash and is the bike okay and, you know, no visor, um, hometown pressure, he delivered. And I wondered what his behavior would look like on the podium. And I was really impressed with how he talked about that or didn't talk about it. And um, he just, he doesn't seem rattled. And when he went, the crash through the net, that was like a chance for him to be like, man, I need to tone it down a notch or something because that's twice. But um, that's all gone now. That whole etch-a-sketch of Messi just got shaken and it's all clear again. Mm. And a big points lead. going to be tough to stop him without a DNF or something weird. I think that's pretty obvious from this point. Should Mosemin been more aggressive at A2? To me, I think he played it the best way he could. I think he fought hard. Uh, he was just just outdone, to be real honest with you. Craig was better in the whoops. And Mosemin made a couple little mistakes that cost him, and that was the race. I yeah. think he did a great job trying to stick with him. Um, maybe he can learn a little bit about the pace that he needs to be at to win, to beat Christian, but... Um, I, I don't know. How do you feel? Do you think he needed to be more aggressive? I think he was doing everything he could. Um, in practice, the heat, the start in the main, the getting around, freeze, leading, withstanding the pressure when uh, Craig was on him for quite a while. He was just slower in coming through, I think, the sand section, the right-hander before they came across the start. He got out wide like Roxon. He got out wide right there, lost time, and then uh, had to just give up the inside. And he maybe had one look, but it would have been maybe bordering on dirty. So he probably thought better of it. And I was impressed that he stayed close to him. So I think he had a pretty good night. Um, it's certainly better to win, but uh, given all that we've said about Craig and all the you know reasons why, I think Mosman has, has got to be pretty happy with his progress. Agreed. I think for Hunter Lawrence, uh, we're just seeing a little bit of inconsistency in speed. He, he showed at San Diego he was maybe the fastest guy on the track, uh, at least near the front of the pack. Um, and he showed that at A1. He showed some speed, Oakland. But tonight he was just a little bit off the pace. Uh, he's had bad starts. He's had crashes. So I feel like he just needs to be fix his starts, for one, and work on just being consistently mm-hmm. uh, up near the front instead of either trying to come from the back or flying through and crashing. Yeah, he hasn't executed. And when he had it, like, right there in San Diego last weekend, he didn't execute. And, yeah, the lapper and this, but still. Like, you should have seen that coming and, you know, acted accordingly, and he didn't. And it's a regret probably for him. And uh, if I were him, I would go out and work on speed. I wouldn't do a bunch of laps. I would just do a few and make sure that I got my speed dial. So what if you can do a bunch of laps? And so what if it's a long seat? If you want to win, you got to get hungrier and you got to reach for the speed. And most of the time, I learned this from my friend to help me train with in Ironman and stuff. He said the top athletes, when they need to work on speed, that's a mistake that they all we all make. 
when you got to work on speed, you don't go fast enough. And when you're supposed to take it easy, you don't take it easy enough. So it just creates this kind of like, you know, 90% pace that you just got on lock. But in a race situation, when people step it up, you don't have the ability to step it up. You haven't mm. proven that to, to yourself any time during the week or in the practice during the day. I don't know what he's doing during the week, but during practices, they got a free practice and two time qualifyings. The heat race, in a sense, is kind of like another one. In none of those is he showing me that he can go out there and turn it on. So he needs to work on being able to turn it on. Mm. Well said. Oh, it's Shimoda. Boy, old Joe, if he had no bad luck, he'd have no luck at all. Um, couple of sushi rolls now. Whoop-de-doos are, are killing him, but it's not been his fault all the time. Um, I don't even really know what to say. I, you know, I, I'm not seeing all the things that are happening to him. The obvious stuff, he needs to start up front. What was it that uh, Gary said, leave the drama behind you or whatever? Yeah, let your problems be behind you. <laughs> yeah, he's got to get away from him because yeah. anytime you're back in the pack, it's all, all bets are off. Guys are going left, right. You know, if you're out front, you don't have to worry about what they're doing. He's good enough. We've seen that. He's had plenty of podiums already. So, um, man, I just would like to see him reset, work on some starts, and come out and finish the rest of the season strong. Yeah, I, I think he's trying to do more than he's actually got a foundation to do. Um, he needs, I think, to have a little bit stronger foundation with more time and finishes that you know he can't have it all tonight he can't have it all next week he's got to go like okay by the end of this series and heading into outdoors he's just got to look at that like that now um take steps forward no more messing around and screwing up and bad finishes no more disappointing interviews like well i don't even know where to start uh, start by making progress. Every finish from here on out has to be better than the last one. And your training during the week and your confidence in that training that you can get the result you expect on the weekend, um, it has to get better and better all the time. What he's doing isn't working. There's no uh, evidence that his program is going to produce anything other than what it's doing. So, like you said, reset, like take everything out of that drawer. <laughs> Empty it out and only put the things that are helpful back in. Leave the rest out. Just sharpen that all up. Uh, I think Eli's really poured it on here this year. Um, we, we heard good things that he was really happy uh, preseason with the bike, with the team, everything down in Florida. But will that translate to the, to the races? The opening round, he was okay. Uh, but he has just steadily built uh, on his finishes. And second last weekend, first in Anaheim 2. And it looks like he has hit his stride earlier than he ever has before. And that's scary news for everybody else. So whatever Eli is doing, it is working. So more of the same. Yeah, I believe the same. He's, he's, uh, his foundation is proving that it's already good if he doesn't have a, a night like tonight um, he's still going to be right at the front and in it um, but his foundation his dad his experience his new team 
He's in a good place. He seems happy in his life. Um, on and off the bike, he's dialed. And uh, he's too good with too much experience um, to be moved out of that position. Somebody's going to have to... I, I don't see Anderson having all those pieces of the puzzle that Eli has. Um, so that's why I would bet on Eli to continue doing what he's doing. His, his program is way too solid. He's had off years and knows that how to erase those mistakes and just work his way forward. He's done exactly that so far, and I don't think he's necessarily going to go on a win streak. I just think that he's going to be on the box or winning from now on. Yeah. Agreed. So for Dylan Ferrandis, um, I, again, I, I think he's, and you mentioned this in our broadcast tonight, is he's following the same trajectory as Eli, just just at a little slightly lower elevation. And so whatever he's doing is working. He needs to just continue with it. Uh, I'm not sure what happened on his start, if it was just a bad start or if he got tangled up, but he's got to start up front. Again, that's, that's a common theme. I'll just copy and paste that for everybody we talk about. Uh, but I think whatever he's doing is working. He's probably just figuring settings out that he likes, getting more comfortable on that bike. Because unlike Eli, we heard he wasn't jiving as well with the bike. The, the motocross settings were not translating over to the supercross bike. He was just wasn't as comfortable. So it seems like he's either figuring that out or figuring out how to work around it. Because his, his results are improving. His riding's getting better and better uh, with every round that goes on. He's still in this title hunt. Um, he's got a little bit of work to do, but it's way early in the season. So um, for me, I think he just continues on the path he's on. I think he's looking good. Um, and if he can get onto the box a little bit, get a look at the front, maybe steal a win at some point in the season, I think that's a great season for him. Yeah, I think so too. In Supercross, he's, um, he's a little bit, um, and I don't mean this to sound bad, but a little bit sloppier. Like he's he's fast, but there's mistakes here and there, and he'll he'll do a corner three times, and he'll do it different every single time, and you won't see that out of Tomac or Webb or the guys that have won championships. So I think in Supercross, it's a lot for Ferrandez to expect to be a title contender, race winner, yeah, but um, to win the title, I don't think so. I think what he has to think about is he's going to float to the front of all of this if he continues to move forward. So the signs that he will move forward are that he's fit, he's hungry, and he's got speed. So if he can clean up some of the sloppiness just a little bit and get better starts, which might help with that, then uh, he'll be up front for sure. But I, I wouldn't bet him on to win the title. I just think that he puts himself in a good position to back up what Eli's doing so the star Yamaha is stoked and then when they go to the outdoor look out yeah <laughs> the outdoors could be a lot of blue up front uh, I would say Shane's doing all the right things Shane McElrath you know getting good starts trying to have a look up front running there as long as he can um, if he can start tagging in with these guys and, and finding that pace well then maybe the next weekend he, he lasts 10 laps into the main or then it's 15, and maybe he can find that speed all race long. Right now he doesn't have it. He definitely moves himself backwards, but um, doing the right things by starting up front and getting a look at those guys. Yeah, I think 
if you are pretty sure if somebody gave you a little truth serum and uh, he would think that's about where he finishes is about where he's going to end up so I like the fact that he goes for it and gets the start and tries to run up there because it's embarrassing to get past really embarrassing like by two or three guys in a stadium with everybody watching on TV it's embarrassing and when you move it back that far it sometimes you just don't want to get that good of a start and go through that agony of getting passed by people but to his credit he's going for the start and he's, he's racing these guys and uh, I would like to see him become a player um, he's certainly good enough and if that doesn't work out then he can be Chad Reed's stunt double <laughs> yeah it looks very similar on the bike So definitely a rough night for Kenny, um, and this was one that may end up having championship implications for him. He was in the hunt prior to tonight. Uh, said himself in seasons past, these finishes might, might have him way back, but because it's been so mixed up, he was still in it. Out front, doing what he needed to do tonight, and that, unfortunately the incident with Anderson, um, which I don't think you blame Anderson for. It was, a, it was an aggressive pass, but the lines came together, and he got the, he got the short end of the stick. Um, certainly a bummer, especially as his career gets towards the, the end of it. And I, I don't know that he can come back from this. Like I said earlier, he's a guy that starts strong and sort of tapers off near the end of the season. That's been his historical past. And so he, he would need to sort of leave California with some points cushion. And leaving here with a deficit doesn't look great for him. No, that tonight could have been fantastic. Uh, for the mental aspect, for the points, obviously. Um, it could, it's like what could have been for him. And he didn't really do it. He went wide. I wouldn't have done that. But it, it resulted in way worse than it seemed like he deserved. And uh, that's a huge dent in not only his opportunity to come back from that deficit because of all the good guys, but because he's at the end of his career, it's not like I don't look at Ken as a guy that's going to be like, uh, right on, I got third in the championship. It's like win or it's, he's not happy. So uh, tonight was probably a, either a dent that's going to keep him from doing that or the dent that's it's, it's over. You know, he, the only saving grace from here on out is to continue to beat Ken Roxon and be somebody you want to root for and he's so good and win some races and just kind of save face.